Welcome back. This is Drunk Off PNR episode 14. I can't believe <laughs> that's a lot of episodes, man. I we, <laughs> we recorded like episode one and two, and I was like, I don't know if we're getting past four. And here we are, 14. Um, I'm Eddie. As always, I'm with my pal Aiden. Aiden, what are you or no, not what are you doing? How are you doing? Uh, both what am I doing? I'm yeah. back in the saddle, NBA basketball. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what. I know I'm locked into the NBA now because NFL free agency is going on and I just don't care. And usually it's the <laughs> other way around. But just like this podcast, like you said, episode 14, the NBA season is a marathon, not a sprint. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing well. I think we're halfway through. I think guys are starting to pick things up. Some other people are hitting a wall. Uh, we're powering through, though. Without a yeah. doubt, powering through, guys. We have to. I mean... If we don't do it, who's going to? The old who's men? Who else no. is going to? No, no one's going to power through like we are. Um, so to start the show off, I know you want to you want to hit on the Heat. A couple points on the Heat. We don't talk about Heat super often. I feel like that's one of the teams that they're they're good, but we just for you know this reason and that reason never really touch on. Um, but that is what we're starting with this week. Where do you yeah, want to go so, with it? Well, I just like you said, it's one team that we haven't talked about a lot. They deserve attention. And let's change things up. We've we've gone back and reverted to some of the same teams, but they've been hot-button topics. So it's the Miami Heat's turn tonight. The seasons are changing. It's getting warmer. Might as well talk about the team in Florida. Yeah, I mean, there's lots to talk about with Florida in general, but sticking with the Heat, I mean... We'll get to that. <laughs> they nine wins in the last 10 games. They've won four straight. They're now the four seed... Like two weeks ago, I feel like they were like the 13 seed. The East is shockingly close. Uh, what, how far can they go? Pretty far. Let me read you this stat from Stat Muse. They do a great job. Heat were six and 12 when Jimmy, Jimmy Butler returned from COVID. They were 22nd in defensive rating. They have since gone 15 and six and have the league's second best defense. They're fourth in the East. He's averaging close to a triple-double in that span. But the bigger thing is, I think going from 22nd to second in defense, that's the name of the game in the playoffs. I mean, if you have uh, an elite defense like that, that's the best in the league, you're going to be able to keep up with anyone. Now all of a sudden it becomes like a a hotter conversation where we thought this was a three-team race, a three-headed dragon in the East, and all of a sudden it's not. Yeah, I know we talked about it a little bit before we started recording. If you're the one seed and the Heat stay at four, that's a nightmare. You don't want to be Philly or Brooklyn and have to, you know, beat the Hawks or the Knicks and then end up going to Miami for a couple of games. Yeah, so that's a strategic question right now. Does that one seed backfire on you? Do you get the one seed? Now all of a sudden Miami's sitting at four. If they don't catch any of these teams, which would be a little bit hard, but you're sitting there now. You have Miami, one of the hottest teams in the league, sitting at four. Would you rather play Milwaukee or would you rather play Philly? You know, so like mm-hmm. if Brooklyn or Philly or whoever it may be strategically, what makes sense? Do you want that two, three matchup instead of the one, four? Now it becomes a little bit of strategy here at the end. Yeah. I think depending on Joel, I'm not sure if Philly's going to have a say in the standings for much longer. Um, but it, you really have to, if you're Steve Nash, you really have to ask yourself, do we match up better with Philly, uh, Milwaukee, or Miami? And I don't know if anyone really matches up that well with Miami, except for maybe Philly because of Joel. 
he's the X factor in every playoff series because yeah. you just you just look at every front court in the East and there's just no one there's no one who can who can check him and and out in the West I think the Lakers will be able to do a good job we talked about that maybe the Nuggets some of these other teams there's no one in the East who can check him but you're right now for Brooklyn they're in a situation where look they're playing without KD right now they've won 12 of 13 so they can mm-hmm. mail it in towards the end of the season and they might still end up the one seed. Like they, right. you, you talked about the Sixers me not having a say. The Nets might be so good they don't have a say just because of how <laughs> talented they are and they just end up one anyway. Yeah, <laughs> they can, I'm they, very listen, possible. They can mail that thing in and, and still end up having the best record in the entire league. Yeah, and there's a lot of games left too. I mean, I there's two and a half, three months left of games to play. We could see a, like a Brooklyn, if someone gets actually hurt, I don't, could they drop out of the top four? Does Miami pass somebody? Dude, well, first of all, this is grueling. This is just ridiculous. This schedule, I know we touched on it, and I think we touched on it as early as last week. Mm-hmm. This schedule makes no sense. I mean, you're killing these guys. Miami, part of the reason they started slow is because they were in the bubble, had a month rest, and then you're fitting 72 games in here from, from Christmas to, to, to May. It makes no sense. So – my thing with Miami is, could they catch someone? I don't know, because I don't know if it's like the scene in Fast and Furious, the first one, where Paul Walker hits the NOS too quick, and Vin <laughs> Diesel's like, ah, you hit it too fast. Like, is that going to be the heat where they run out of gas too soon because they came from the bubble, played forever, and have to do this grueling stretch? Did they run out before they catch somebody? Yeah, and I think they were one of the teams that played the most games in the bubble. Like mm-hmm. they, like every series, like a six or seven game series for the most part. And then they went to the finals. And then, like you said, season starts a month and a half later. We're back at it. They, so, yeah, season starts a month and a half later. Then they get hit with COVID. So it's like, all right, you, you've got all these outside effects that have nothing to do with talent on paper. How mm-hmm. does that affect them? Do I, we talked, it's a marathon, not a sprint, but even in a marathon, you start to get tired. <laughs> even when you're pacing yourself, you can still, you can still get winded. So I, I'm, I'm cautious with them in more ways than one cautious. Cause I don't want to play them, but also right. cautious in the sense, like it, where is their trajectory going to go? Yeah. And I mean, Tatum said, you know, he's had COVID. He said, you know, he's still feeling it like late in games. You kind of have to think Butler's probably feeling similar to what Tatum was feeling, mm-hmm. but it's it's not showing. I mean, they're skyrocketing. Hasn't showed it in that span. So in those 21 games since he's been back, he's averaging 23, eight rebounds and nine assists and two steals. So, and Dwayne Wade tweeted out last night that Jimmy, he said, I know Jimmy doesn't care about MVP consideration, but he needs to start getting it. So that's another topic that we could get into because you know, a lot of people are missing games this year. It doesn't matter. Uh, now you know how I'm going to feel now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's missed 14 games. I feel like that's like the line. You know, at the like end of the season, that's the line. So, you know, two months, three months left of the season to play. You can't miss any more games. Or in my opinion, you're just out of award contention. Um but I'm looking at basketball references MVP tracker, which you and me kind of have disagreed with the tracker the entire season for the most part. They don't have Jimmy on, in the top 10. And I think, you know, he probably could sneak in here. I mean, Rudy Gobert was a nine. I'm, I'd Stop. put Jimmy Butler over Gobert. What are we doing? Why? <laughs> what are we doing? Why? I can't figure this out. I, I, I can't do another episode of why. Why are we treating Rudy Gobert with respect? I'm sorry. It's just come on. 
Fuck that guy. It's just, it's ridiculous. But yeah, I, I think Jimmy could sneak into that top 10. Could he make it all the way up to one? I doubt it. I don't really get the basketball reference tracker. They, like we were talking about pre-show, they've had Jokic at one the whole time. Mm-hmm. I don't know a single media member who has a vote who has come out and said, yeah, Jokic is my guy. He's been on nobody's ladder except for for their reference sheet. And I know it's based on stats, but that doesn't tell the whole story, I guess. Yeah, I, I'm thinking they don't put like team success too much into it. I have to imagine if Luka Doncic is 10, you know, Dame 7, they're like the sixth seed in the West. Mm-hmm. I mean, statistically, Jokic and Embiid are pretty spot on. Embiid's got two more points. Jokic has five more assists. Rebounds are identical. Um, shooting percentages are pretty close. Jokic is 56 and beats 52. So it's all right there for the most part. But yeah, once you bring team success into it, I think, I mean, we talked about it too many times. Embiid is both of our ones right now. I am concerned with the games he's going to miss with, you know, the injury and how he's going to be after the injury. Yeah. But until that, until we see what actually happens, I would say Embiid's one. I would say Harden's two, not Jokic. That's fair. I was about to say, I, I think Harden eventually is going to catch them because, well, it depends on how Brooklyn treats this. Like we said, with mm-hmm. them missing games, they can mail this in and still be a very talented team. And yeah. I have no problem with Jimmy Butler being in the top 10 ahead of these guys like Luca, because like you said, that maybe basketball reference and, and they're based on statistics. I'm looking at team success. Are you the best player on a really good team? So if Jimmy sneaks in, that's totally fine with me. I don't really care about the missed games. And I'm not just saying that because obviously if we're rewarding guys who still miss games, it will benefit my guy in the long run. <laughs> I'm not just saying it because of that. But listen, if we're going to put him in the MVP race, that means Joel's not out. I know. You definitely can't have Joel out. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. We'll see. And like you said, we'll we'll see how it goes from there. But I, I do think Jimmy will be there if, if Miami continues to be scary. And, you know, I, he doesn't care about the MVP. He probably cares about making a title run, which they yeah. could realistically do at this point. And here's one other thing. So this is my last point on Miami tonight. Come the playoffs, here's another reason why they're a threat. Florida doesn't give a fuck about anything. Nothing. They are a reckless fail state who, if we could cut them off from the rest of the United States, I probably would. (laughs) The news came down yesterday. UFC, they are going to be in April hosting a packed house, 15,000 people in Jacksonville, Florida, indoors Mm -hmm. for UFC three title fights in one night. So there's a very good chance Miami has a packed house for playoff games. And we talked about, I think last week is when we talked about it. I don't know. You you can't have one team not have fans and Miami have a packed house. You can't do that. It can't happen. But you know it'll happen. You know it'll happen. You know why? Adam Silver. The bald fuck, yeah. Yeah, money. It's it's all money. If, if, If Miami is allowed to pack their stadium and they'll make more ticket revenue, they're just going to do it and they don't care. And you know what they're going to say if there's some problem? If they have some COVID outbreak, they're going to say, oh, sorry. But, you know, it wasn't up to us. It was the state. It was Miami itself, the, the franchise. They okayed it. At some point, the NBA just needs to take some accountability and just be like, look, we're screwing this up. But yeah. I, I really could see it, and both of our teams could be effective. If, if the playoffs started today, 4-5 is Boston, Miami. 
if Miami advances, they would play us one four. So mm-hmm. I know up in the Northeast where we actually try somewhat, <laughs> we're bit. looking at what like thirty one hundred fans, two thousand three hundred compared to twenty thousand down. Yeah. We go to play game three in Miami. That's nuts. Yeah, I mean, you know what was going to happen, and this is what's going to happen if they let Miami just like have fans all willy nilly. Someone's going to catch it. Miami's going to lose, and then in the next round, Joel's going to have to sit out the entire series. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, you're going to end up with with half of both teams in quarantine, and then it'll just be like a huge asterisk series where you're saying, well, if so-and-so would have played in game five, but he couldn't because mm-hmm. he was in quarantine, which is just a next-level disaster for the NBA. But no. I, That's the, most, that's the he, most Philly thing ever, too. Yeah, absolutely. That's perfect Philly. Yeah, it we we've lost in worse ways, <laughs> but I can I really can see that being a reality come the playoff times. I'm with you. Is it fair? Absolutely not. But I can see this happening, and I want to see how the league handles it. When one team can fill the arena, I'm assuming the teams in Texas will be filled. Arizona, like the Suns, will will be filled, and then you go up north. And teams in California, too, like Lakers, Clippers are not going to have fans. Celtics, Sixers aren't going to have fans. Toronto, if they're in a playoff series, I mean, no one's showing they're up. They're going to be in Tampa. Tampa. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's crazy. No one was coming one way or another. That's worst case scenario. <laughs> I mean, there, I, I, we might be at a point. I know there are reports saying Larry's getting traded, reports saying he's not getting traded. They are the 11th seed, and they lost five straight. It might be, We might have just been wrong about the, the Raptors. They might just be shitty. Were they? I said they were a regression candidate. You know, we, did, we, we said they'd be better than 11, though. I said, well, true. I guess we said like a late seed in the playoffs. Right. I didn't expect the Knicks to be better than them. So, I, I mean, you have a point there. Yeah, the Knicks, the Bulls. I, I thought the Hawks would be pretty good this year. They're not as good as I was expecting, but I, I have faith in the Hawks. They'll, they'll do something big. I just thought that that going and playing in Tampa Bay instead of Toronto, which is one of the best home field home crowd advantages. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was going to be a massive drop off. And it was, uh, this almost feels like a punt season. Like they're just punting this season and they'll figure it out next year. Yeah. I feel they might be one of the bigger letdown from like when they won the title to like the year after and the year after I just, they just, I don't know. I feel like next year if they're not gonna have Larry, he's gone either soon or in the offseason. I think mm-hmm. they're gonna be worse next year. Like this team is just like they won the title, Kawhi left, bubble, Larry's gone. They're just gonna be a basement team again. Yeah. I uh I still think they have pieces. I think they draft well, which is always gonna save them. Maybe. I think they're run well and they're coached well. So they're always gonna be involved uh, but you're right like they're they're kind of like, like i said i think they're just punting on this season i mm-hmm. i just don't i don't i don't see it at all i'm pretty sure this draft supposed to be kind of crazy too so they might want to get a better pick we'll get into that later too well if they want a better pick they can go ahead and send kyle lowry back into denver or philadelphia or wherever it may be miami anywhere you know it'll, it'll <laughs> help you out in the long run <laughs> yeah i don't did I know we didn't put it on the uh, sheet, but I just saw the Pacers' name. Karis LeVert finally played. I just want to applause That's for Karis. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I've never never would have thought James Harden would have saved Karis LeVert's life, but here we are. So I know one of the trends on TikTok right now is 
what was one event that caused another event? And like the one they brought up was the Bills lost. So they drafted OJ and mm-hmm. then he killed someone. So the Kardashian was his lawyer and then <laughs> keeping up with the Kardashians. And like I saw that like my chemical romance was inspired by 9-11 and all these crazy things, which yep. then inspired Twilight. Like all these crazy ones. Which then inspired Fifty Shades of Grey. Fifty Shades of Grey, yeah. <laughs> which is one. like so crazy. That's I never crazy. knew that one. <laughs> it's wild. Yeah, it's but wild. yeah, that domino effect is a trend. So you have like this domino effect where like James Harden didn't want to play basketball and wanted to go a little baby's birthday party at a strip club. So the Rockets traded him. And then because they traded him to Brooklyn, they traded Karis LeVert. And because they traded Karis LeVert, he found out that he would have died from a, a kidney problem yeah. if it weren't for James Harden just being like, fuck it. No, I'd rather go to the strip club with my friends. Karis got to send him like some chocolates or something i'm not sure what you do when someone saves your life but james harden saved his life saved his a, li- yeah i mean a bad teammate in houston saved his life <laughs> in, the, in the end he has become a godsend that james harden in the mvp race brooklyn's unreal and he saved a guy's life can't argue with that resume is james harden the greatest man alive who's to say <laughs> he might be does I know does basketball reference talk about that when they do the stupid stats for MVP? I'm gonna clip this. I'm gonna send it to basketball reference. Uh, we might see James Harden at one. You save Number a guy's th- life, you win MVP. That's I mean, has Joel saved a guy's life this year? Not that I know. So <laughs> makes it. Who knows? Does he really care about the kids? I don't know. No. Yeah. Does he care about his teammates that much? Does he care about the NBA community? Mm. It's like Adam Silver, Joel Embiid, James Harden. And also you could take it one step further. They traded they traded Victor Oladipo to to Houston. And Oladipo was in Indiana. Wait, how did he end up in Indiana twice? What do you mean? He was in Indiana and then was right. no, he was on Oklahoma City. They right. traded him to Indiana. Yeah, yeah, okay, now I got it. They, these domino <laughs> effects get crazy. But yeah, right. all right. So if Paul George never won it out of Indiana, then Karis LeVert, would, his life would have never been saved. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. You're not sending Paul George to Houston for James Harden. That's not happening. You yeah. needed Paul George to get out of there years ago. Years ago. And they weren't ready to give up on James Harden yet. They they had the brick 37 straight threes against the Warriors first before they exactly. would Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I think, uh, mark this down at this time point, but we should probably do that TikTok where we're like, here's this domino effect that was <laughs> fucking insane. <laughs> well, George yeah. was like, I kind of don't want to play with Lance Stevenson anymore. And now Karis LeVert saved his life. Wow. Good guy, Paul. Good guy, Paul. Well, and if you want to take it a step further, is it is it Tiana Taylor that really saved Karis LeVert's life? Tiana Taylor, the porn star, slept with Paul George on the Pacers. He then left because of Lance Stevenson. Makes you think. Tiana Trump, but yeah. Tiana Trump. Now, Tiana Taylor is the Mont Trumper's wife. I would say, <laughs> you can get yourself in trouble with that one. You I'm can on, start I'm an on. scandal. I'm on. I'm looking at the camera. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. You're a big guy. I apologize. <laughs> they want to get you in trouble with that one. No, Tion, Tion Taylor's a good singer too. I, 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 that was a lapse of judgment. That's my fault. Very talented. <laughs> <laughs> right. They're both going to kick my ass. They're both good. I was about to say, she can kick your ass too. Oh, she's, yeah, she's trash. She'll fuck me up. Uh, well, okay. All right. Let, let's, let's get this back on track. All right. So, we, speaking of Houston, what the fuck? Disaster. Absolute what disaster. What the fuck is happening in Houston? They've, I think it's 16 straight losses. 
It is. I, and I don't straight. know if they're playing as we record, but yeah, it was 16 straight. So their last win was February 4th against the Grizzlies. So it has literally been over a month's worth of time, and it's not going to get better because, you know, they still have the P.J. Tucker and DeMarcus Cousins situation to work out where those guys are like, yeah, I'm done. Like both the team and them, there's a few guys in the league. Like well, Marcus Aldridge, Demarcus Cousins, and PJ Tucker are all like, "Yeah, we're not playing for the team anymore," and the team doesn't want them to play anymore. So those guys are just like floating out there, like the fish at the end of Nemo. Victor Oladipo wants no nothing to do with the team, and I did. I just looked. They're playing the Hawks. The first quarter just ended. They're down thirty-five to twenty-two at the end of the first. They barely have an. I mean, the other night, didn't they suit up only like nine guys due to injury and just people being out? Yeah. So let me see if I can pull that up. So who hasn't played tonight? There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine guys haven't played tonight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight guys have played. So I feel like they're running a little uh, thin right now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think they're only suiting up eight or nine at this point because they, but with the P.J. Tucker and DeMarcus Cousins situation, they're automatically down two every time they take the court. Yeah, so they're suiting up eight guys. Nine guys are out. Uh, Bo- Boogie's not on the team anymore. They bought him out. He's gone. Christian Woods day-to-day. John Wall's out. P.J. Tucker won't play. David Nwaba's out. Ben McLemore's day-to-day. And then, I don't even know, Rodness Curex, he's out. Daniel House, day to day, Eric Gordon and Dante Exum both out. Yeah. And like so, these are like short injury. Like Eric Gordon's out for six weeks. Like John Wall, when's John Wall out? He's been out since March 16th. And he, he just listed as out, but I think it's gonna be a couple games. And Christian Wood has been out for quite some time. Their downward spiral kind of started when when he got injured and he hurt his ankle. I yeah. think he got hurt around the time when that fell apart. He's only played 17 games. Yeah, and they were fine at the beginning of the season. They were all right. You know, they were kind of treading water. Yeah. Then it all fell apart once he got injured. Yeah, they were right around the 8, 9, 10 seed. We were talking about like, hey, they don't have Harden, but can they still sneak in here? Yeah. Um, his last game was the game they won against Memphis. They haven't won since he's been out. I was about to say, yeah, I, I knew it coincided. I didn't know it was that precise, but yeah. So him being out has been terrible for them. They, it, this is just a lot talking about people punting. This is just a lost season. And I'll tell you what though, is it a bad thing? Their pick, correct me if I'm wrong, top five protected. So they need uh-huh. to be really bad. Like they should lose. They've lost 16 in a row. Try losing 32 in a row. So that you don't fall out of that top five slot. Uh, they need it. They're, so there's second worst, um, second worst worst team in the West. They have 11 wins. Who's worse? Timberwolves. Oh. They have nine wins. Oh, wow. They are very bad. Cat missed like most of the start of the season. And, yeah. I, think, and I think they're just also just bad. I, th- I was about to say, I think they're just very bad. I didn't realize they were that bad, though. Yeah, it's not great. Okay. Here, let me see if I can pull up their draft picks. Because they got 37 draft picks from that James Harden trade. And I don't know if any of them... I mean, none of them were that great. You know, they were like the Bucks picks, the Nets picks. I think they got a Philly pick somehow. It's all at the end of the... At the end. Uh, like, you're you're getting, you know, wherever Brooklyn lies. 
which is another crazy thing as you look this up. They had reportedly a deal on the table for Ben Simmons and Matisse Thybul. Passed it up. Thank God. You know, like that could have been terrible for the Sixers. Yeah. I mean, that's just like, I would have loved Harden on this team, but giving up those two, you're kind of just as that almost as like a lateral move. You're giving up defense for offense there. And, and but for the Rockets, that's terrible. That's so bad that you could have had uh, all-star and Ben Simmons and one of the best defense players in Thibault got none of it. And then you have these picks that are like end of the draft and they got Oladipo out of it. But what, what has he been? And he doesn't even want to be there. He is 10 minutes played two points, no assist, no rebounds tonight. So not, not a lot of, I, he doesn't want to play. He's, he just doesn't want to be there. He's said that since he got there, he wants to be traded. Um, I just don't think he didn't really have any leverage other than they suck. I think he'll get moved because his his value has never been lower. They realize it. And again, them being bad benefits them. Listen, sometimes you got to tank, baby. That's where we got where we are right now. Sometimes you just got to be bad. But seriously, if, if they finish outside the top five, they lose their pick and it's all for naught. So you might as well, if you're going to be bad, wear it like a scarlet letter. So they have top four protection on that pick. Top four. Top four. So they, they need to be really bad. And they're currently, and obviously it's a lottery, so you never really know where you're going to land, but they're currently would be at three. Well, the way the lottery is set up too, odds wise, you know, like it, you either end up in the top three or someone takes your spot in the top three and you take their spot, right? Uh, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's either like you, like if you're the ninth worst team, you either end up in the top three or you're going to be ninth. So, and, and you know, they, top three is the best chance to get one, two, three. That mm-hmm. because 25 even throughout those, and then the odds get lower throughout. But you kind of need that top four protection there. Yeah, that's like they need to get worse. Be worse. Somehow be worse. Play with four guys instead of eight. Yeah, they have need... a 32 game losing streak instead of 16. They that honestly, they need they, they need like Cade Cunningham from Oklahoma State. But they need, I think that'd be perfect, though. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm March Madness up. I don't know yeah. if you are. Do you like to watch March Madness for kids in uh for for kids in the draft? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't really care about any of the teams. I like Kentucky, but I'm, I didn't like go to Kentucky. I like Kentucky because I was in sixth grade and I had to pick a team to like. So I picked <laughs> Kentucky. Um, yeah, no, I, I love watching. I'm not a big college basketball guy. But I love March Madness. I love it too. It, it's it's perfect. It's it's just the, nonstop games of like guys who are obviously better than you and me, but like most of them aren't that great. You know, like they're not going to make it to the league for the most part. But it's just yeah. fun. Like you know, when it's seventy two sixty nine, you're like, well, if he just hits this free throw, it'll be over. And then he misses the free throw, and they go into six overtimes because he missed the free throw. It's just I don't like know. That, <laughs> I don't know how I did it, time. but my TikTok has just turned into like these like 15 year olds who have like these, how they know they're going to win their bracket this year. And it's like, yeah, I'll listen. Let's, no, let's go. Sure. <laughs> I follow those two. I'm like, wait a second. You guys have cracked the code. How the fuck did you create this model? They all have a model. They all have a spreadsheet on Excel that gives you like the PER of all these college teams. And I'm like, that works until some white kid who's six, two is going to work for farmer's insurance in five years, chokes on the free throw line and fucking Kate Cunningham goes home in the, in the second round and loses the UNC Greensboro. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they play some team like that. I tell you what, that's oh. how it goes. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, 
I saw I've seen so many. It's all most of mine are like Illinois based. It's like this is why Illinois is gonna win the whole thing. And then this is like, well, Illinois shoots below 65% from the free throw line, so they can't win it. I'm like, I don't know who to believe. I don't I, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> My eyes tell me that after watching Illinois, I think they're pretty good. They're not bad. These 15-year-old TikTok kids and their models. The, I, I don't know. <laughs> this generation up. seems to be better put together than I am. Well, but no. it was <laughs> yeah, I think it was. You had to shoot. It was like Gonzaga's not going to win it. Illinois is not going to win. And then it was like some shitty teams. Like, all right, we don't care about them. But like, yeah. I don't know, Gonzaga and Illinois. All right, if you say if so. Not, yeah, if not them, then who? Who should I right. be? Because I thought they were. I thought they were going to meet in the championship. So I'm not sure anymore. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, wait a second. Now I will say one thing before we move on my mm-hmm. about March Madness. My favorite thing is in like six years to be like, remember when he was at this college? And as we didn't have March Madness last year, obviously. Mm-hmm. The year before, I remember everybody hyping up this kid who played for Murray State and just be like, be on upset alert. Like, this kid from Murray State is really good. It was John Morant. And yeah. he was like, came out in the first round and was unreal. I think he had 30, dunked on a kid, yep. hit a few threes, and the rest was history. And he's rookie of the year. That was like, like my first Murray State. <laughs> that was like my first exposure to John Brandt because I don't, you know, I don't get Murray State games that often. I, I mm-hmm. saw highlights, I was like, oh wow, he just dunks on people. And he's not big, he's like six one, just dunking on dudes. And then I saw him in round one. I was like, Oh, this dude is a problem. <laughs> I saw that and I was like, I might take John Zion. I don't know. Like, I pr- I might be wrong here, but this kid's <laughs> an issue. <laughs> My biggest thing was like they were hyping it up. They'd show the highlight tape and they'd obviously show this like six two kid jumping over people who were six nine and dunking. And then they'd be like, he, fun fact, he was Zion's teammate. And I'm like, <laughs> then I watched the game and I was like, wait, so you're telling me that a bunch of scouts sat in the gym with Zion and not one was like, hey, look at this point guard he's playing with. He's pretty good too. Like, not one time, like Kentucky or Duke or UCLA, right. they were like, hey, this kid seems like he's got this figured out. Coach K like was watching Zion and be like, yeah. Why is this jaw kid not giving Zion the ball? What's going on? Right. Like they, at no point they were like, hey, maybe this is the kid we should pay next under the table. And then, listen, this is no hate on. I know I called Zion overrated a bunch of episodes ago. He's not bad. He's pretty good. But I'm just, jaw's an issue. Jaw's an issue. I, I, I like them both. Like I said, I mm-hmm. hope they save the dunk contest. And I think they're good representatives of the game going forward. And hopefully they're. I hope for New Orleans and Memphis's sake, they put some pieces around them. So it's another, not another situation of two stars leaving a mid major market to go to LA or New York. Yeah. I I want to see them. I I, kind of want to see them on the same team. I think that'll happen. Yeah. Give it like year seven. Year seven. Yeah. They team up. That'll be the new LeBron D Wade. Situation. I'd be perfect. Kate yeah. Cunningham can come through. It's fine. Yeah, everyone can go to Houston. It's all Houston. It's all yeah, gonna work out at the end. Yeah, you're fine. Houston, no issues. You're gonna be bad for the next six seasons, but you got a chip in the future. So once LeBron retires and Katie retires, and you know you hard yeah, yeah, you have to draft perfectly and then save your money. I know your owner is like super cheap and like doesn't know how to spend money in the NBA, but once you figure all that out. Easy dubs, yeah. Titles, you, you'll everywhere. get there. Sometimes you got to take a step back to go forward, we'll or go maybe the Astros cheating cursed your city forever. Who knows? Yeah, one or the other, it's going to be one of those extremes. Hate to see it. Hate to see it. All right, do you want to do a quick MVP talk? I literally have one line about this before we get into our TikTok of the night. 
So I do want to update everyone. I'm sure we're all super interested. Uh, the Hawks have extended their lead, their lead to 20 over the Houston Rockets with eight minutes left in the second. The Cade Cunningham watch is very much on. Like if I, if you were Houston's scouts or front office, would you even go to the game this week, or would you just go straight to the to no. the bubble? I don't even know where Oklahoma City plays. If no, in, we know who we're taking. Yeah, right. Probably. Watch him, and I think there's one other kid who's supposed to be really good, but I forget who it is. I like the yeah. kid from Illinois. Could we just be reasonable? Yeah. His name's Cockburn. I'm not saying it any other way, except for Cockburn. <laughs> I just like come on. All right, it's Fuck spelled. It. We're just gonna say it phonetically. His uh, name's Cockburn. I gotta. I'm not gonna it. say gotta, it I different. See it. I gotta see it. Hold on. Kofi, look it up. He's their center. He's, he's gonna be the next big thing in terms oh, of like centers the in the NBA. That is, that does say Cockburn. Yeah, Dasunma. The guy oh, with the Dasunma. mask. The guy yeah. with the mask. He's very good too. They have their front court is excellent. Yeah. No, Kofi Cockburn. That's his name. How does he pronounce it? Coburn. No, it's Cockburn. It's Cockburn. Thank that's you. Cockburn. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, there's a C and a K. There's the C it's, and K's are not silent. Never have literally been. they put two words, combined them together, it was his last name, and then decided that it was going to be spelled differently. No, it's Cockburn. If it's you Cockburn. didn't have the C and the K, it'd be Coburn. For sure. Fine. I know. If there was an H in there instead of a C and a K, Coburn. Fine. It says Cockburn. It's Cockburn. That's, that's <laughs> not my fault. Uh, <laughs> glad, like, my last name. My last name's Silver. If you just took the L and the V, how are you gonna say my name? So, yeah, sir. then you'd be Seaver. Right? What are we doing? It's Cockburn, Kofi. It's Cockburn. It's Cockburn. It's Cockburn. Change your name or pronounce it correctly. It's not. You know, we're not doing this. <laughs> and that, <laughs> that was team's, March Madness talk. That team is scary, though. Yeah, watch out. They for are very life. good. Yeah. There's another kid though. No, there's it's Cade Cunningham. It's the, the Illinois kid, and then somebody else. I forget, but yeah. we'll uh, we'll see. We, we'll know by next week because one of them will, will go off for 30 and we'll, next year we'll be like, remember that time yeah. when that kid at Oklahoma State was really good? My favorite part, before, I know we keep going back to it. My favorite part is like, where's the Steph Curry? Where's the uh, CJ McCollum like of, oh, of the draft? Love that. Just CJ McCollum putting Duke out as a two seed. Love mm-hmm. it. Davidson, Davidson what was that, 10 Curry. seeds, oh. 10 or 11 seed? Just going yeah. off. Yeah. Perfect beat georgetown came back the next year remember that game when they double teamed him the entire game i don't know if you remember it but it was like a random regular season game and they literally played basically like four on five where they double team steph it was ridiculous it was the first do you had no one else in on that team could score so what do you end up yeah the kid he played with a bunch of half court how funny is it that the narrative around steph now these days is that he can't win without another star player as if he didn't build his whole career off like a Davidson with like future accountants dropping 40 a night to get to the league. Like he did it by himself the entire time. Right. I also, I hate Steph did it the way that everyone says you you're supposed to do it. And then they bag on Steph for the way he did it. Like you yeah. get drafted, you stay on that team, your team builds and you win a title. That's how he did it. And then he's just like, we throw that away because a free agent signed there that you guys don't like, like, what are we talking the- about? The Warriors get penalized for drafting so well. They had financial salary cap room to sign Kevin freaking Durant, and you're mad at the Warriors. Be mad at your front office that they didn't figure this out like the Warriors did. They had three All-Stars, a title and a title loss in their back pocket, and then just threw 30 mil at KD like it was nothing. They they got in and had a, had a bench that was the best in the league, and you're mad at the Warriors. Like, 
you're a Pistons fan, I don't want to hear a word one. You haven't put a winner out on the court in 15 years. No matter what the Warriors are doing, shut up. Listen, the Celtics shut up. Brought, the Celtics brought David Ortiz and Tom Brady to the Kevin Durant meeting to try to sign him, and it didn't work. We had, there didn't was work. no one had a shot except for the Warriors. We brought just titles upon <laughs> titles to show him what can happen, and he was like, "Yeah, but like." Steph Steph Curry, though, so <laughs> okay, I don't play him. We, our our piece was like, hey, Tom Brady, who doesn't play in your sport, won titles, and we have Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> yeah. Here's all these other guys in other sports that won titles. <laughs> what are you gonna do for me? Here's Isaiah Thomas, and we had the second best pitch. <laughs> like the second best pitch was the five nine guy and Tom Brady, and the third one was the Thunder, where they're like, well, this hasn't worked for ten straight years. You want to make it 11? And then Miami was just like, we got some money. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, what do you think? Pat Riley pulled the thing where he throws the rings on the table, and Kevin Durant was probably like, well, you won't see another one of these for any time soon. <laughs> he was like, Brady bought five Lombardis, so I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> got to step it up, Pat. All right. Let's try to let's, – let's get somewhat on track here. I was about – we went on like 20 minutes of like – hard great podcasting and then just fell off <laughs> i think it was, right. it was yeah i think it was good though it was fine we need a break i think i think people should be thankful that we made it 20 minutes before it went off the rails that's fair. That's, <laughs> last week i called like uh adam silver and myers Leonard like piece of shit like in the first five seconds of the episode <laughs> so it was just downhill um so mvp you have a statement upon the mvp conversation yes so i just wanted to this is our first show since the Joel Embiid injury, mm-hmm. scariest 12 hours of my life. Very reminiscent of the Carson Wentz thing. We went to the locker room, didn't know if we were ever going to see them again. Since he's gotten hurt of looking at all these stat lines and all these people are putting out, and the teams know what they're doing, like the social media teams. Like, oh, let me find it. Giannis is putting up MVP numbers tonight, 31, 15, and 10. Like everyone is throwing in, oh, these are quote-unquote MVP numbers. They weren't saying it last week. Embiid gets hurt. Now, uh, they said the same thing. D-Wade's like, oh, Jimmy Butler, put him in the MVP conversation. James Harden tonight, 21-15-15. and 15. First player in Nets history with a 2015-15 game. Next MVP? <laughs> to be no. fair, to be fair, that's a fucking wild stat line. It is a very that's wild a crazy stat line. Stat line. These are, I mean, these are fantastic stat lines. It's just so funny. Mm-hmm, yeah, LeBron James, first player in NBA history with ten triple doubles after turning thirty-five years old. <laughs> all these guys. Oh, no, I hate all, all of the LeBron stats. They're like since since Cleveland, he's been the chosen one since 03. I get it; they've been building it up forever. But it's like LeBron, the only guy to stub his toe and then have thirty-five points on a Tuesday afternoon against the Bucks in 07. Like, what the fuck are we talking about, guys? Yeah, that's exactly what they do. And he'll get outperformed by Jokic, Giannis, uh, Dame, Steph, all these people in stats, but he'll just play the most games. So they'll be like, ah, oh, I guess it's LeBron's award this year. No, that's not how it works. Here's another one Giannis is putting up MVP numbers since February 20 games, 30 points per game, 12 rebounds, six assists, 57.1 field goal percentage. Bucks have won nine of their last 10. <laughs> it's just like, no, stop. I know what you're doing. He got hurt. Now everyone wants to throw the word MVP around their candidate. You're not allowed. I just, I didn't, this is a, you know, LeBron can't say too much about this. Giannis, 38 games played, just like LeBron. 
Makes you think, is LeBron really the Iron Man that he we all say he is? I don't know. Jokic, and, 39 games, more than 38, just saying. And their stats are better. Giannis' stats are better, and the records are very similar. So if you're going to give the award to LeBron because he just played more than somebody else, then it's it's honestly unfair to Giannis. Yeah, if you take – if we're just strictly looking at stats, the top 10 that basketball reference has, LeBron should be – he's at five. He should be nine if we're just looking at stats. Gobert, he shouldn't be on the list, but since he is, we'll put him at 10. LeBron should be at 9 if we're going off stats alone. I which mean, is fair. Yeah, which is what basketball reference is doing. So that's why their, their list doesn't make that much sense because, like, everyone's we're going up against, like, with just stats. And it's like, well, LeBron has, like, kind of worse stats than most of these guys here, and he's still 5. So, like, what do we just, just gets the boost for being LeBron, I think. I think, I think. Maybe I'm just wrong. I think they might be projecting what they think is going to happen. And they're using the stats to do it. But, like, they have the probability, like, percentage there. LeBron, he's five, but he's only at 3%. So, like... So, what are the, guy, are the guys through six through ten, like, less than 1% all of them? Uh, Kawhi is 2.6. Dame is 2.6. Kyrie's 2. Gobert's 1.5. And Luka is 1.4. That's fair. But yeah, that's just the point I wanted to make with that is just how funny the MVP race suddenly heated up on social media as soon as, what's his name, freaking Joel Embiid hyperextended his leg into the next dimension. Then all of a sudden, everyone has MVP numbers. Yeah, I mean, hey, the game's the game, man. We got to get these We got to get these numbers up. I'm going to start doing it on the Drunk Off PNR uh, Twitter, which, by the way, Drunk Off PNR, make sure you're following on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, all that. Um, but yeah, I might just start putting jason tatum stats out there like hey they celtics won a game mvp we should be obscure stat guys be like first time to score 29 points when it's under 40 degrees and it's raining outside on a tuesday right mvp i'll I'll use all like the weather for like my house but like i'm not in boston so like it doesn't not that the weather correlates at all but just extra yeah that's what we'll do we'll be obscure stat guys yeah we're gonna base everything off of southern new hampshire weather yes <laughs> all right my last thing i know you just brought it up not only follow us on on twitter but also on tiktok mm-hmm. so we'll do we'll finish with our tiktok of the night here um tonight switching up a little bit a category we haven't done before top three most exciting players to watch this year Who's been the most exciting? Not just the best, mm-hmm. but some of the more exciting players we've been watching. Right. And I think what's funny is like the star players to me, obviously they're the more talented players, but they have like exciting moments when there's guys that my three here are like guys that like I want to see every minute that they're playing. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, LeBron has awesome, you know, moves and you know, he's dunks and he's you know, all this. He's been doing it for 55 years, but Every second of the game, LeBron's not like the most exciting player. But these guys, at least for me, are. Uh, do you want to go first? Or you want me to? It's up to you. Which which would you prefer? Uh yeah, let's have you go first and then okay. we'll discuss a little and move on. All right. It might be fitting that uh, that I go first because my number three is someone we already talked about and 
kind of did a rant about him already. My number three is Steph Curry. I cannot get over this trend of people discriminating and, and saying he's not good because he, he needed to be carried by other all-stars. Did you guys have cable television before 2016? Have you watched Steph Curry? Like This is a one-man show. He's the best shooter to ever live. Just stop hating and just enjoy the fact that you're alive when this guy is playing basketball. Yeah, I mean, I'm not even like – I, I like Steph. I'm not a Steph guy. Steph's the best shooter I have ever seen in my life. Not it's aesthetically, it's aesthetically pleasing to watch him play basketball. I think that's the best way to put it. Like yeah. watching him shoot, you were watching the best. Think about how many people have played basketball. He is the best shooter of all time. We were watching the best jump shot of all time. He's so good. I, I don't think Dame is the shooting wise there, but the range that Dame gets to, it is like it's almost as exciting as how Steph shoots. There, there is a certain aspect of Dame Lillard that's more fun. I'd say it is part of it that he plays with other All Stars, so they put on a show and they go mm. on these insane thirty-two to ten runs. The Warriors did, not right. necessarily this year, but just the, the the ways in which Steph can score and put people on ice skates and just pull up. It's, it's pretty remarkable. I, he is my number three. Yeah, I do. Before moving past stuff, he is a lot of people nowadays. Just like he's a shooter. He's not a shooter. He's Mm -hmm. has some of the best handles in the league. He's one of the better passers in the league, and I mean he's very underrated finisher. Like that guy doesn't get affected by like big men in the paint very often. He can finish around pretty much everyone. He just has touch. He has fantastic touch. So, Mm -hmm. all right, number three. So you're number two. At two, I have Zion. I am loving the fact that they're playing him at point guard, and the whole plan is for him to just bowl the fuck over somebody. (laughs) I'm looking at this stat. He has five games this year where he scored 25-plus on 80% shooting. So he basically just runs at the rim, dunks on someone, and no one has an answer. Right. I mean, Zion's exciting. I I don't like watching Zion because I feel like he just, like, plays awkwardly. He just, he's so like big. He's so built. I feel like everything is awkward. And I do like, like the more like finesse finishes, unless you're dunking on someone with Zion does, which I do love, but we talked about it when that clip of him just bullying uh, Rudy Gobert. It's still to this day, one of my favorite clips, but I mean, he's just so fun to me. Cause like in UFC, what do you like to watch? You like like to watch the featherweights or do you like to watch the heavyweights just throw haymakers? You like to see the haymakers. That's yeah. That's, that's kind of where I'm at with Zion. Cause I I am more like, I like the finesse guys, Stefan clay, like we talked Mm -hmm. about, you know, guys like that. But I I like Zion because I think it's unique to have him be a ball handler with his skill set. And I'll say this, I think with him on the court versus with, without him on the court, the Pelicans just like, unwatchable without him with him on the court you're like i want to watch i'm definitely sucked in i'm ready to watch for sure yeah that's it's not a bad pick i will never say it's a bad pick so your number one drum roll please all right i'm looking up the stat for it right now i found it earlier i found it pretty incredible so let me find this one I've been big on StatMuse today, so let's see if I can find it here again. StatMuse, they do the gra- they have really cool graphics too. If you follow them on Twitter, they'll draw I like, like the a crazy stat, and then they'll have like the caricature of the player. I love that. Yeah, I like the little. I like the. You, you're right. I like the little pictures of the head. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So my number one is Dame Lillard. The caveat to this is 
crunch time game mode. Mm -hmm. So this year, I was going to say, Dame time specifically is my number one because in the last four to six minutes of the game, he takes over. So non-clutch minutes, he shoots 43%. Clutch minutes, he shoots 61%. From from three, he shoots 36% in non-clutch minutes. In clutch minutes, he shoots 60% from three. He just completely takes over. So I will, my number one, Dame Lillard, but more specifically, crunch time, Dame time. It's just a wrap. Dame's exciting, man. Dame is, I have trouble rating Dame, like among like point, like top point guards. I have trouble putting him, like, where does he go? Um, I think it's what? because he, it's like two different players almost. Like final couple minutes in a close game, he's, maybe top three player in the league, but like, and then he's just like a top 10, top 15 every other time. So it's like weird. How, where do you put that? His problem is they, they, they just can't get over that warrior's hill. You know, like he'll never, you'll never see him as better than Steph Curry. Cause Steph Curry and the warriors are always in the finals. They're always in the conference finals and they disposed of the trailblazers even without Kevin Durant. So it's like, he'll never get over that hill as long as that keeps happening. So we'll see if that changes, but that's, that's kind of why it's hard to grade him, but this year crunch time has been fun. I do think he has one of the more overrated like cast of characters behind him too. I don't think it's a, I mean, they don't, they never play defense. <laughs> they're always at a 142, 114. That's a bad game or a bad team. I think, I think CJ's okay. I think he CJ's overrated, but I think he's still good. I think the rest of that team is pretty, pretty overrated. Like you said, they don't play any defense. Dame's got to get out of there. Yeah. I know he's like, I'm going to die in Portland, bro. Come on. No one's come, ever, come on. yeah, no one's ever wanted to do that. <laughs> no one wants to die in Portland, except for like, no one wants to die. I can't even think. No, no one, Bill Walton, maybe. Bill Walton probably loves Portland. <laughs> oh, yeah. He Bill Walton loves, loves Portland. <laughs> Shout out Bill Walton. Um, all right. So, your three. Th- yeah. My three, Anthony Edwards. If you look at the stats, Anthony Edwards is a bum. He's not good. <laughs> he hates playing basketball. We know that. But when you watch him, there is a high percent chance that he puts someone through the Earth's crust. And like you said with Zion, I like finesse. You like finesse. We all like Steph. When you see a dude kill another man midair in, on a basketball court, that's the, like one of the greatest things. You can witness mm-hmm. that Utah um, Watanbu. I, I butchered his last name, but that dude. We all know what dunk I'm talking about. That dude. That dude still hasn't played. I, I know he probably has. He still hasn't played. That dude is still picking up like phalanges off the court from what Anthony <laughs> Edwards did to him a few weeks back. But he does it like pretty consistently. That guy has a grudge against the basketball room. Hates it. He- he is just he's the great for most exciting because he's never gonna be in like MVP race, but he's right. just kind of settled in on being class clown and dunking on people and having a great time. And I can't knock him for that. The Timberwolves are awful, so who cares? Yeah. He I mean, that's another great point. I mean, it has nothing to do with this, but he just every interview I've seen of this kid, he's just like having a good time. It's just like, yeah, I just want to hang out with Anthony Edwards, watch him, you know, a couple windmills, no big deal. He, he's a guy who like everyone is going to say he should be in the dunk contest, but he wouldn't be good in the dunk contest because there's no defenders. He needs yeah. someone to dunk on and no one's going to volunteer for that. 
I know. I'm not getting in the way of that. <laughs> no, we'll get Utah's corpse up again and see what he, <laughs> he wants to try it. But that is my number three, Anthony Edwards. Uh, my two, I went back and forth through this one a little bit, but my two, it's Devin Booker. Devin Booker, who I think probably should get a little MVP love at some point. I mean, the Suns have a legitimate shot at like winning the West. I can't believe those are actual words I just said without joking, but that's real. There are two games behind the Jazz as we record. I don't know if they play tonight, but the Jazz are playing the Celtics, so the Jazz are probably going to win, so we'll see how that goes. Um, but, I mean, I'm sick of – I'm I'm a Den, Devin Booker stan. Like, I, I, if anything happens to Devin Booker, I'm upset about it. Him getting disrespected year after year, I'm upset about it. I mean – me picking Devin Booker is one because he's really exciting to watch. He's a great shooter, great finisher. He's also, if he succeeds, in my head, is a middle finger to Adam Silver. And that's all I really want at the end of the day. <laughs> I uh, I agree on all fronts <laughs> because you know this is just a Giants pro Devin Booker podcast. It has yeah. been from day one off the rip. We have always been Devin Booker stands. It's funny at sometimes. It's almost becoming a running joke of how much we talk about him, right. despite playing in the Western Conference, nowhere near our team. So I've never even I been to Arizona. I've never been to Arizona. They have no connections to the Phoenix Suns, and somehow just keep like back on this Devin Booker thing. Just he's so cool. It's, it's just I, fun. I love that he was like a six man at Kentucky too, and he's just like one of like the best players in the league right now. Another one where you're like, oh, I remember that Kentucky team when there's like 16 pros on the team. <laughs> God, I, I need Kentucky to be good. Kentucky missing the tournament is really not doing good for my soul. But moving on. Uh, so my number one for most exciting player. This is he's like jumping up my ranks of like favorite player in the league. We talked about him already this uh, this podcast. Jaw Morant. John Morant, like Anthony Edwards, will kill a man on the court. Like, will just like he'll kill him. It's fine. He will murder you. He also is just like an actual good basketball player, unlike Anthony Edwards, where he just like puts up twenty five, and it's like, yeah, John Morant does twenty five at nineteen. Now it is what it is. Yeah, I was about to say he is he, he's like Anthony Edwards that you have the he's a human highlight tape, but he also has the stats to back it up. Yeah, I, I do. I really love so John Morant's one of the only. I think he's the only basketball player I actually follow on Twitter. He's the only one I care to listen to. Um, <laughs> he doesn't even he just like tweets like goggle pictures and like Murray State highlights. That's all it does. Um, <laughs> but him and his teammates, their relationship reminds me so much of like playing on like a basketball team when I was in high school. And I, it doesn't have anything to do with this, but I do. I love that like friendship between the teammates that they have going on. And like when Andre Iguodala wanted out, they were just on Twitter like, "Yeah, get. We don't want him here. Trade him. It's, yeah, we don't give a fuck." <laughs> like, media was like, well, "How are the Grizzlies going to respond?" And John was like, "No one gives a fuck. Get that old man out of here." And they got Justice yeah, Winslow, yeah, go well. and now Justice Winslow is like boys with everyone. It's they. Someone should make a movie about it because I'll cry. I'll cry at the <laughs> Memphis Grizzlies love story. I will. Thirty for thirty. Thirty for thirty. <laughs> You know what? NBA steals all our ideas. 30 30. This one's free. Have it. Mm-hmm. You have that. Do love the tight knit group of young guys who grow up together and mm-hmm. end up being good. So we'll see on Memphis if they end up actually being good. But 
I think that is a great number one. He's just a human highlight reel mm-hmm. and reigning rookie of the year. So it deservedly so. I, I know some people thought Zion, you know, a little no. No. Not even not like actual people that like have a save like Twitter, which is Twitter. all I care about, so, really. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I mean Zion's probably gonna end up being the better player, but listen, Zion's so cool. Not not Zion. Zion's not cool. Jaw is so cool. I want to hang out with Jaw. I don't really want I want to hang out with Zion. I think, uh, yeah, I was about to say, I think Jaw would be cool. Uh, but uh, at the same time, they're friends. So, like we said, we can just hang out together with them when they end up in Miami in, in five years. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Pat yeah, Riley. Or save Houston. Me, save me a seat. Houston. Yeah, yeah. Save me a seat. Doesn't yeah. matter. I'm going to the games. All uh, right. Got anything else that... tonight? I don't. Uh, let me, let's, let's do a quick update. There are a lot of games on right now that have like meaning for actual playoff teams. So let's do a quick check. I uh, I am not watching the Sixers game. I would like to put that on record that I made it this entire podcast without checking score, looking at my TV. The TV is off. You're okay. welcome. Very professional on my part. Pat myself on the back. Do you want me to tell you the score? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, the Celtics are down three. The Heat are okay. beating the shit out of the Cavs, which expected. Uh, not expected. More- the Cavs beat all the good teams. <laughs> Yeah, true, true. They're not, they're not, they do, but not like Detroit does. Detroit is different. They, they're yeah. both different out there. Um, and the Hawks are only, only a 15 point lead at halftime now for the Hawks. Ah. So Houston came back a little bit. It's 73 to 58. So no defense being played at all in, uh, in that game. Never is with those two. Nope. <laughs> Just the way <laughs> I like it. Uh, but yeah, those are the one other game on right now is Thunder Bulls. Who gives a fuck? Bulls are winning by like five. It doesn't matter. Playoff team, maybe. We'll be eh, in that playoff we'll playing see. thing. Pacers might catch him. Karis LeVert's back. Yeah, good for him. We'll end it on that. Good for yeah, Karis LeVert. Good for Paul George wanting out of Indiana. And then all, all of that happened. Good, good, good Tiana Trump. She helps. Little baby. Little baby. James Harden giving him $300,000 as birthday gift. And honey and buns. And honey, and honey buns. buns. Yep. And it saved Karis LeVert's kidneys. What a and what a life. ride! And his life. And his that life. dude was <laughs> crazy. So okay, let's not get into the story. Uh, thank you so much for watching. This is episode fourteen. I never know if I'm right when I say that, but we're going to episode fourteen. Drunk off PNR. Make sure you subscribe, favorite, share, like all that stuff, uh, and we'll see you next Wednesday. Thanks.